Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles. I am sure almost every believer out there has seen Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, which broke box office records around the world, becoming one of the highest grossing films of all time. And if there is some handful of people somewhere who have not yet seen it, they've at least heard about it. So I feel you understand what I mean when I say I met Jesus last month at NRB. It was an honor to sit down with the acclaimed actor, Jim Caviezel, and really hear his heart for the gospel, which in fact, this is actually the second time I've met Jim, and we tell the story about the first time that we met on the podcast, which I think you're really going to find interesting. Not only did Jim play Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, but he also played Edmund Dantes in The Count of Monte Cristo, Jennifer Lopez's love interest in Angel Eyes, and co-starred with Ashley Judd in High Crimes. In addition to being a brilliant movie star, he also landed the lead role in CBS's crime drama, Person of Interest, which quickly became one of the highest-rated shows on television. Jim Caviezel also stars in the new film, Paul, the Apostle of Christ, which is set to release in theaters across the country this Friday, March 23rd, 2018. I saw the film. It was incredible. It gave me a whole new appreciation for not only the story of Paul, but also the account of Luke that we find in the Gospels as well. Here's a sneak peek at the trailer. I, Luke, send a message to all those that follow our Lord Jesus Christ. There is a terrible evil in the world. Darkness is spreading. I know you are suffering persecution. Faith is being tested. I know you question the way. But I've come to Rome to find Paul, to write his story. To bring hope, to bring light into this present darkness, and to remind us all how God changed a hateful man who will change the history of the world. This is what trusting God gets you. People are desperate. We're the only light left in this city. I cannot fix their faith. You can inspire their faith. You risk people looking to me before Christ. The day I heard you preach, my God, I saw Christ in you. What do you really know about these Christians? I am concerned with these documents. We've got to get these out of Rome. Do you think that we are plotting an escape? Write another word and I send you to whatever God you want. Luke! Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. I really believe that you're going to be impacted by this film. This isn't one just to catch on DVD. Go see this on the big screen. Make sure, get out there, bring a group from your church, whatever that is. Let's support this film. Again, Paul the Apostle of Christ releases in theaters this Friday, March 23rd. Now, here's my interview with Jim Caviezel. I am very excited today to host actor Jim Caviezel. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Great to be here. So Jim, I have to start off and tell you, I'm from South Bend, Indiana, and we've met before. I was working at a bonefish grill. My wife and I just planted a church in South Bend, and I was one of the managers there. And you came in, I don't know if it was with a, a manager or agent or, or just a friend that you're with, and they were working on getting a table. And you or I, you and I were in this kind of tight entryway at the front of the store, and it was late kind of at night. 
and you're standing up against the wall and I'm standing up against the opposite wall. And, you know, it's South Bend, Indiana. I didn't expect to like see anybody that I might recognize from television. And so it was just another day at work for me. And as you know, I look a couple times across you do the double take. And then there must have been a point of recognition in my mind where you saw on my face that I thought that's Jesus. And then you just had to look like, yeah, <laughs> but we ended up talking for, we talked for a couple of minutes. So you got to the table. So I just, I wanted to lead in with that. I know that you spent a little bit of time at University of Notre Dame and South Bend. So I'm excited to have you on the program today. Great to be here. Thank you. So I had a chance to screen the film, Paul, Apostle of Christ, where you play Luke. You haven't seen the finished. I have not seen the finished oh, yet. Well, wait until you see that one. I see a lot of production. And so I was trying to imagine, I know that as soon as all of that pops, it's going to be incredible. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the the cut that I saw, and I can't wait to see the theatrical yeah, you version. You saw it with just temp sound, yep. uh, used yep. uh, not even our own score, uh, the colorizing, and just the uh, effects and a lot of things that just bring it all together. It takes it to a, a whole another level. We when I remember when we, when we were doing the Passion of the Christ, we showed earlier, you know, cuts of it, and then of course what the people saw was on a whole another level. Right. I can't wait. I'm gonna take the family to the theater and check that out. Jim, you have a you have a career that spanned quite a while now. You've played a lot of different characters from. Edmund Dante and Count of Monte Cristo. Obviously, you've played Jesus in The Passion. Was there a moment where you felt like God said, this path of acting, this is what I want you to do? Yes, I was 19 years old and it happened in a movie theater. Really? Yep. I heard the words, I'd like you to be an actor. And it was in my heart, I heard it. And it was like an indelible mark. Every moment I went to bed, I could feel it. When I woke up, the same thing, and it would never leave me. Coming to Hollywood, I compare it to like Jesus oh, holding a little sheep. I had no idea. I had no idea about agents, managers. I didn't know how to memorize to save my life. I still don't, I really. But I had this desire to, to do it. But when the fame came, that's when the roles changed. And our Lord was like, okay, my mentor moved on and it was for me to make my own decisions what I was going to do and and he became the lamb and I had to carry him through and at that point I had the choice to carry him or slaughter him so much of the time now people that come to our industry they turn their backs on him I loved him too much I always loved him you come from a faith background yes yeah Catholic grew up I think what was incredible though is I was I started going to this young life thing and they always talked about a personal relationship with Jesus and th that was something I was able to bring back to my Catholic faith. My friends that were evangelicals that are still uh, my best friends to this day, you know, we always debated and talked about it, but there was a lot of stuff I had no clue about my own faith that actually helped me and that in turn led me and they helped lead me to playing the greatest role there ever was and when i was playing jesus i always saw their faces when i was on that cross so really it was their representation of jesus people that were very holy that stood apart from any other thing that i'd ever seen that that they really walked with christ and so i i, I knew that that is the representation i wanted to carry with me when i played him and then that is where I say, you know, I don't want the world to see me. I only want them to see you. 
How do you prepare for a moment like that? I mean, obviously everybody knows you from the passion. You know, what's, what's going through your mind as you enter a role like that? Well, of course, there's a lot of reading of the scripture and whatnot, but as a, a much deeper prayer, you cognizantly, you're looking at it, you're breaking things down and you're asking theologians, but at some point it has to bypass your head and get into your heart. A friend of mine talked to me about praying from the heart and this is where our Lord is, you see, but we don't see enough of it, you know. Authenticity is everything. When I'm less authentic is when I'm falling into sin, you see, and I'm never happy. I remember a few times when it really got hard on the passion, and our Lord in my prayers would say, do you want me to, am I too close? And I said, no, you're not close enough, get closer, you may not like me. I said, well, this is in my dream, and I said, uh, why wouldn't I like like you I love you and he goes well he came closer to me and I could feel his broken heart for all those people that don't love him people don't love Jesus enough we hear all the time God loves you God loves you but have you said I love you to God today you know that's personal it's that Peter moment of you know I phileo you Lord I phileo you Lord you know but do you agape that's powerful I think that you're touching on something that's really close to my heart and that is that that he is a heart God you know, this this desire to connect with us at that level. Do you get nervous in interviews like I do? <laughs> I do get nervous. Yeah. Oh, Especially I when I'm do. with Jim Caviezel. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I have, no, I have no idea what I'm going to say next. I just hope that, you know, the spirit out there guides me. And sometimes I want to guide myself. And I'm such an idiot when I do that, you know. That's so. the beautiful thing about this program <laughs> is we can talk about whatever we want to. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit. I know you've you've shared this in some other platforms, but... You know, what, what's the draw for you in characters like this? Obviously, you know, playing Christ and now playing Luke in this film, which the, I'm a very driven guy. I always got projects and vision. I see stuff, you know, I'm a 30,000 foot guy. And I, I love that aspect to this film of seeing the, you know, something that Luke and Paul saw that this wasn't just about this single moment, that they were doing something that was really just taking place on a much grander scale. Okay, that's a big question. Almost a statement. <laughs> if you need another sip of coffee for that one, you can do it. <laughs> you know, when I first came into acting, right, first thing I ever did, I landed and I did it really well because I had a great team around me. You know, I could go, you're a great interviewer, I can tell you. You're very natural. I appreciate and, that. And it just makes it so easy. So when you work with great actors, the better they are, the easier it just is. It just flows. And so I did this Neil Simon play, it was a comedy. And then when I came to L.A., you know, they said, God, he's really good at comedies. And I can't buy a comedy to save my life now, you see. <laughs> Once you play Jesus, you don't get comedies you don't, they anymore. Don't. They're like, man, we're doing this new comedy. Jim Caviezel, he's yeah, going to be our no, guy. No, the, 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 it's going to be, they're going to come to you for all the, the religious roles and stuff. But most of them, you know, are, are terrible. Even the studio level, they want to turn the little, you know, the burning bush into a little boy and, you know, make. The guy that built the ark with the... Noah? Noah. Oh, I forgot his name. So <laughs> make him a murderer or, or potential or whatever. And I thought, this is not going to roll. And at the same time, you know, you come over on this side, people that really don't know how to tell stories well, you know, and there's an art to it. Look at the King's Speech or something like that and say, well, do, do you, can you see any kind of filmmaking quality there that... Is just not in some of these films here, you know? So it takes a real artist, a filmmaker. And then what we loved about Mel Gibson is that he didn't change the story or the content of the 
of what went on in the Gospels, but what he did was how effective he was in telling the story with the audience. So vivid. Well, from different angles, yeah. and different perspectives, and much the way that he's going to do on the resurrection. In this movie, the message really, in that, in the passion was the controversy was love. I mean, no greater love than to lay our Lord's death for us, you know, the perfect sacrifice, but an innocent, right, that should never have died this death, but he gave it to us because he loved us, right? And so this movie, the greatest controversy is here are these human beings who are not God, who are, are filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're laying their lives down for Jesus, but they're being able to do what our Lord asks, which isn't easy to do, but to forgive and to forgive at all costs, to meet evil face to face with love. Are you looking to stay connected with current events, culture, religion, and all sorts of other news? Then faithwire.com is the place to do that. Hop over there, make sure and check out faithwire.com, the exclusive home to the Lucas Miles Show. Also for all things news, especially with positivity. It's so easy to get bombarded by all the negative news that's out there. And that's one reason why I love faithwire.com and why I've chosen to work with them for the launch of the Lucas Miles Show. It's just a great place to be able to go and get all of your information in one place. Stay connected with the world's happenings and leave with a smile. So check out faithwire.com and make sure and like them on Facebook. And now, back to our guest on the Lucas Miles Show. I call that the great exchange, you know, that he took what we deserved in order to give us what, what really he deserves, you know, and it's such an incredible realization. And I think for a lot of people, you know, and I think this is going to be true with Paul, the apostle of Christ as well, you know, it's, yes, it would be great if every single person could sit down and read the Bible and get this vivid understanding of the picture and the the meaning behind Scripture and all of these things. But I think that, you know, what you're doing in these films is providing this 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 outside perspective, this this supplemental resource to really help build people's faith. And yes, it is better to, you know, believe who have not seen, but I think that there's people out there, and I know that it enhances my life to be able to see this and see it from a different angle and see the way that maybe somebody's imagined this has happened to really bring that to life. And I think that you do that so well in both of these films. And, you know, when I thought about, you know, the movie, when I heard that Paul was going to really focus on Paul's time in prison, you know, there's part of me in the back of my head going, how do you make a movie out of a guy sitting in prison for, you know, two hours? Or, well, just watch The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, <laughs> this is true. You, you, This is the thing now for you, right? Well, we think of prison, <laughs> you know, think of Jim Caviezel. <laughs> he brings it. You know, the and so, you know, but the, it's such, there's just such a richness to that story to see the, you know, just the the exchange that happens there, the dialogue. And there's just a real intimacy that developed between Luke and Paul in this film that I think that I think the audience is really going to connect with. I think the other issue with those comedy films for you is that that liability insurance is too high. They're worried about this being struck by lightning, yeah. you know, being shoulder oh, yeah. dislocated, pneumonia. Oh, yeah. You know, all this happened I on mean, the lightning could strike twice. <laughs> I'm glad we're inside here when we're recording this. <laughs> so I feel a little safer. Maybe there's a sinkhole or something. So <laughs> do you feel that weight of you know, I mean, you're not just doing, I, I know you're not just doing this as an actor. You're seeing, you know, I would imagine you're seeing that, that God's leading you to this. 
how do you handle that weight of that responsibility of, of feeling like you're you're not just working for a studio, you're working for the Lord in this process? Well, in this process, on this particular film, the man who did When the Game Stands Tall with me, he produced this movie with Sony. And he came to me early on with Paul, the Apostle of Christ, and I didn't jump at it. And so they went other places. And during the time I was in a deep, painful situation where my lawyer of 21 years and, and one of my dearest best friends of my family who helped me adopt my children and everything came with me to China all over the world. Uh, he was there with me on the passion. He died. But the last trip that he could make, we went to Auschwitz together. We went to Poland and this, we were at the Warsaw ghettos. We went to the, the uprising, both places. And we went to just looking at all these great saints. Father Yarzy Popiushko was tortured horrifically by the communists for three days and three nights until they murdered him. And he told his people that to forgive them. Then you have Maximilian Kolbe in the Auschwitz, where you have three million people who died. And to walk the haunted, I mean, it's haunted. And, I've been and to Dachau. You have, I haven't been to Auschwitz. You know, my wife was a German teacher for many years and lived over there for about so three years. So you know years. what that feels like. Yeah. It goes through you. I, I, we've taken people there, and I just wait outside now. I've been through enough times where yeah. I go, I don't need that. You know, yeah. I, I can't do that again. Yes. You know, and I take them to it, and I'll say, I'll see you see an hour and a half. And it, there, there's, such a, there's such a weight there. Oh, it is. But when you go through the passion of the Christ, you're never the same. You see, people, you walk down the in an airport, you'll have people go, there goes Jesus. And then you have some people go, there goes Jesus. And it's nasty. And you can't take it personal. But it does. It hurts. And what does our Lord say? If they persecute you, no, they persecuted me first. And the blessed are you, you know, if you suffer for my sake, essentially, the kingdom of heaven is yours. But when a soldier comes up to you and and says, do you, um, this man came up to me and he identified himself as a soldier. And then we got in a long conversation. I happened to be in an airport for three hours and I'd never give this up. Playing Jesus after talking to this man, he had, he says, there's a difference between shooting a man and actually using your hand to do it. And I've done both. And he said, do you actually believe in your God? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, I saw the movie. And it had an effect on me. This Paul film has that power. You see, it has that power. But I had to go into the into the concentration camps. I had to go come back and watch my friend die. And what is the seed that has to die before it's born? That's what happened. And then at that point, Zelon came back to me and asked me, look, man, I'd really love for you to read the script. I read it and I could see it. And it really just was a simple thing. My Frank Stewart lawyer was my mentor. Many times we would walk down the beach and I would just be angry about, you know, what was going on in the industry, how what they did. And it was, he'd say, yeah, that's unfair, but what are you going to do about it? You know, and he was always back then talking about forgiving. And I thought, wow, this really is that story. So I look at it from the perspective, this is real. I don't have to act. And so the perspective is always from the audience. And I, when I'm making a movie, I always think about what the audience is going to feel, how they're going to react, whether or not they're going to laugh or not. And so 
that it just it becomes authentic, it becomes real, and you don't have to do anything other than do your job. I love it. My guest today is Jim Caviezel. The film is called Paul, Apostle of Christ. We'll have all the information on release dates and locations and websites in our show notes as usual. Jim, a real pleasure to have you on the show today. Great to be here, folks, and go see the film, Paul, Apostle of Christ. Theaters everywhere. Thanks. If you've enjoyed listening so far to the Lucas Miles Show, then I would like to invite you to head over to my website at lucasmiles.org. That's lucasmiles.org. And there you can find all sorts of goodies like my ebook, Unstoppable Grace, as well as my book, Good God. Also, if you haven't yet gone to lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter, you can go there and you can download a super secret chapter X, we're calling it, that didn't make it into Good God, but I think it's got all sorts of great material and resources for you. So in the topic of that chapter is the story of authority. So make sure and head over there and grab that. It's at lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter. And please let us know what you think. 